Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, let's start with the prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for today, and thank you for giving us this opportunity to worship you here. I pray that only your name will be glorified through this worship. I also pray that uh, you'll help us so that we can understand the truth behind the scripture and truth behind the scripture we'll be reading and studying and also insight and deeper meaning behind the scripture we'll be looking at, Father. Help us by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can take this deeper meaning and truth and make it part of us so that we can become profitable Christians, godly Christians, and Jesus-like Christians. Because you commanded us to become holy, because you are holy. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, today, I'm going to start talking about green thumb. Some of you know what this is. Well, it's the springtime, and this is around the time when people who have green thumb will come out of their house and show their green thumb so they can actually grow trees out of their thumb. Of course, I'm talking about these green thumbs. This is a good time to go to garden center in your area and buy small baby plants and put in your garden lettuce, cucumbers, or peppers. And I know a lot of you do plant tomatoes. And around this time, I know some of you are skeptic are asking this question. So then, I like that picture of a tomato and thing about peppers and cucumbers. But what does that got to do with today's topic, which is, I am the light of the world. Well, there is a reason why I started talk with that, and as usual, my short answer is a lot. And give me a chance to explain, and you will see what I mean by that. Let's start with one of the scripture is in Roman 120. If I summarize that, God said, God's invisible quality can be clearly seen in what he has made. And here is a scripture. So let me explain what that means. Probably some of you already guessed it. But what it means is that when we look at the creation around us, including tomatoes and peppers, by the way, that's why I talked about green thumb, or even cucumbers or pumpkins, or even people or things, we should be able to see God in it. Because he is the author and creator who made everything, including us. So when we look at the uh, picture of uh, flowers with the green leaves, and if you look at really closely, then you, sometimes you're really amazed. Because, yeah, this cannot be made by us. It has to be God. Because some flowers have a flowers within flowers. Have you seen those flowers? 
And if you look at the sunset or sunrise, we say, wow, look at that. God has created those things. So things around us can make us to think about him. Of course, who can deny? When you look at the solar system, sun, moons, Saturn especially, something that big is floating in space. And so you cannot deny. It has to be higher being, creator, God. But then when you see the picture like this, this is an actual picture of two baby bears. I know they look like a, not bear, but like a three years old kid fighting, right? Actually, it is a bear. And they're actually playing around. They're looking like they're like doing boxing. So sometimes when you look at something like this, it becomes questionable. Is that really, is that really something God made? It is. And when you look at the kid, yes. When you look at kids playing around, especially when they're little babies, you say, oh, look at this. Look at tiny small hands. That makes us to think about God. But when they become three years old, when they start to break things around the house, then you forget about God. When they become five years old, then they don't listen to you anymore. Of course, you're not thinking about God anymore. You question. So, a lot of times, even though we're around all the things that he has created, sometimes we don't think about that God touched those things and made. But today, you are in luck. Because we're going to look at one creation that God has made, and it is around us everywhere. Matter of fact, you can actually walk out to the parking lot, you're going to see this. And I'm going to talk about this for a while, because as I said in the beginning, it has a lot to do with today's topic. Uh, you may not be familiar with what this is. Maybe some of you are. It's a thing called the oxen. Yes, it is actually right spelling. It's not the oxygen in like another language. No, it is oxen. It's so small, we cannot see with our eye. And I have a picture. This is a picture of oxen. It's so small, it has to be taken with a special camera under electron microscope. This picture is taken by the group of scientists at University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, in their science lab under the special condition they took this. So, yeah, hold on with me because uh, this will help us to know about God and also about light. So, let me start the story with this picture. Yes, it's a baby plant. It's about maybe one inch high. Inside this baby plant is oxen. Because oxen is everywhere. Inside a plant, inside a tree. Anything that is green has oxen. Oxen is actually plant hormone. It's not a germ, it's a hormone. And that will help us to understand God today. Yes, I guarantee it. God who is light. I am the light of the world. He created oxen and put that inside the plant. Okay, that's the picture of oxen. Okay, let's uh, so start talk about uh, how we connect with this. So look at the upper 
left side, there is a small plant, and I told you that the oxygen is inside the plant. It's almost like, it's actually part of the plant DNA. We know what DNA is, right? And look at on the right side, there is a picture of uh, someone. It could be me or you. And inside of us, we have DNA. But we also have something I can call as spiritual DNA. Yes, we do. And if you look at the Genesis 1.27, God said, God created mankind in his own image. So inside of us, we do have his image. And so I call it spiritual DNA. So it's like oxen inside the plant, we have image of God inside of us. And that's going to, so oxen is going to help us to learn about God and then eventually the light. I am the light of the world. So oxen, small, tiny thing, is going to help us. And uh, as we read in the beginning, through the creation, we should be able to see his touch. And so today we're going to talk about his touch. Okay, here's another plant. It's about the one inch high, too. Okay, notice it is facing right side. Why is it bending and looking to the right side. Let me give you another picture and they'll give you a clue. Okay, you've seen this. So here is a bunch of baby plants. So they are all together facing to the right side. It's actually following the light. Yes. Pastor Ben noticed what's happening. So it is actually going to the right because the light, more, there is more light on the right side. So oxygen that is inside the plant is giving capacity to the plant to follow the light. Does it sound really familiar from the verse we read today? I am the light, whoever follows me. Well, this plant is actually following the light. Let me give you another example that will make it more obvious. So you've done this. You put the pot in front of nearby the window, you notice that it is going toward the window or light. So why is this plan doing all this? Okay, before I give you the answer, one more picture. This is actually, it didn't come out right. Actually, this is a picture taken by digital camera. So you take a multiple picture and then you see the plan going toward the sun. In biology, it's called the tropism. You don't have to remember that word. Anyway, so oxen is making plan to follow the light. So why is it, why is the plant doing this? Simple answer is survival. If it doesn't follow the light, it dies. If it doesn't follow the light, it doesn't become the plant that God intended that plant to be. If it doesn't follow the light, then that plant, if it happened to be tomato, it never produced tomato. I think some of you are getting this, where we are going. Well, you're right. So the oxygen inside the plant, just like God's DNA inside of us, want us to follow the light. Of course, the physical plant follows the physical light. Spiritual uh, DNA make us to follow the spiritual light. 
to Jesus. So, without following light, plant dies. No food, no energy. Matter of fact, if all the plants on earth doesn't follow the light, then we don't have the plant. We don't have the food. And we don't have the energy, and we all die. So oxygen is pretty important, isn't it? So let's review the, the today's main scripture again. I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in darkness, but will have the light that gives life. Okay, this is the scripture we are very familiar with. Let me paraphrase this a little bit from the baby plant's perspective. Okay, I am the light of the world. The baby plant that follow me, the light, will never live in darkness, but will have the light that gives life to that baby plant. You see, small tiny baby plants knows how to do this, John 8.12. Many times we don't. So that's why we're talking about this. So baby plants, genetically, they're designed and they exactly obey what it's supposed to do. Okay, this is a baby plants of wheat. This is where eventually the bread comes from. So it becomes a bigger plant, then we harvest it, becomes a bread. So without the light, we don't have any of those. We don't have the grain, and then we don't have the, if we don't have the grain to feed the animal, then we don't have the meat. And then of course then we don't have the bread. So no light, no life. Not only no life for the plant, but no life for us. So God actually given us all this so we can take a look at it and learn from it. So before, of course, I'm going to explain this a little bit more, but I can give you a short answer already. If we don't have spiritual light, we die. Not here, but we are dead and we don't get to eternal life. We may live 90 years, maybe sometimes 100, or even more. And when we die, that will be the end of the life. No more, nothing after that. But of course, if you have the Jesus, spiritual light, if you follow him, after the 90 years on earth, we continue the life in another form of spiritual life, in eternal life, in heaven. So through this, God really wanted us to learn something. So here, we're sitting and learning. Instead of out there golfing or shopping or many other things. So, physical life needs physical light. Okay, that is answer to your number one on outline. You can write down. Okay, let's go to the next one. So now, let's have a closer look at the oxygen that we talked about. We know what it is, but let's take a look a little bit more, and it's going to give us amazing lesson to us. And, I, I, and I'm going to use this diagram to explain that. So this is a baby plant, and it is in different stage. Okay, it's very important you pay attention to this if you are really interested in finding out. Okay, look at the number one. Number one is on the left side. And look at right under the number, there is a circle. There is a sun. So as the sun moves to the 
right, oxygen is going to make that plant start to bend. As you move to the number three, it already bent. And oxygen is making that happen. And notice, it also grew little. It became taller. And as it moved to the number four, it now is looking at the light. Not only that, but it became a lot taller. So what does that mean to us? Well, oxygen made all that happen. And uh, I have an engineering background, so I like to measure things like many of you engineers. So compare the height of number one and number four, and you see that it actually became taller. Okay, so now God wants us to learn something about us through this. So what happens is that when we follow light, Jesus, we also grow spiritually. We become mature. And then soon we're going to talk about the, uh, take a look at the little different picture. But anyway, so when it is bending, the place where it's bending, it actually is a stretching. Following Jesus is never easy. It takes time. We have to devote ourselves to that. When plant bend, it's not just bending because it's easy. It is actually here. It is actually stretching. Stretching is painful. Of course, plant never complained to us, but it is going through a very unnatural process of expanding, and at the same time, it's growing. So every time it's actually, when sun is here, it expands this way. When sun is here, it actually expands this way. So is it bending, stretching, bending, stretching, bending, stretching? That's how plant grows. Same way, we also spiritually grow when we're looking to the Jesus, bend. Looking to the Jesus, bend and stretch. So without stretching, without bending, just like there is no growth to the plant, there is no spiritual growth to us too. Isn't it interesting that we can actually learn something from plants? So, whenever it is stretching and looking at the light, it is growing. Then it produces the tomatoes, produces the peppers, produces rice and grain, so we can survive. The circle that I pointed out in the middle, that's what is stretching. So if you compare that to the human, that's when we're sitting down and having worship or studying the Bible, having small group or fellowship, without that, there is no stressing, no growth. God wants you to learn that from his touch. Very small, tiny oxen. Okay, so let's go to the, the next one. Back in 1880, someone, if I mention the name, you're going to really recognize that name. He did a very interesting test. The reason I'm not mentioning that name is because I don't like that person. Uh, because I don't agree with his theory. He's the guy who came up with the theory of evolution. Of course, Christians, we don't believe in evolution. Okay, his name is Darwin. He did a test with his son. So this test was called Darwin-Darwin test because there are two Darwin. Anyway, this is what he did. 
You remember that picture we just saw? Okay. He made a small, tiny head. Of course, it doesn't look like that head. Tiny head and put them on top of the number two plant and see what happened. He did this back in 1880. He could not take a picture of the oxen because they, there was no technology to it. but he did make this observation. When he put a cap on top of the, this plant, there was no light. And when there's no light, because it can't see anything, then it didn't know how to bend to the left or bend to the right. It just sat there. And not only it just sat there, it never grew taller. No, it just stayed there. And then what happened? It died. So think about us. You know, not going to a small group, not studying the Bible. It's very comfortable. No one bothers us. But just like that baby plant, it's comfortable, no stretching, but we die. God wants you to get that. And we know that it happens, but it's so difficult to take time and you know, study the Bible and read the Bible because there are so many other things to do, right? So that is an interesting test, isn't it? So what we what could had be uh, what could had be in spiritual term? I just told you. When we don't study the Bible, when we don't worship, when we don't have the fam- uh, the fellowship, it's like that. But what is that head, by the way? What is the head? I'm sure some of you have guessed already. What could that be compared to us? Well, of course, I can name, it could be sin, or it could be just worldly desires, or it could be just uh, busy. There are many reasons why we don't do those things that God loves us to do. So I put it there. So it is uh, equivalent to worldly desires and business or sins and you name it. Every, many, many things. But by the way, this doesn't just apply to the non-Christian. It also applies to Christian, which we'll see in a few more minutes, another picture. So let's uh, take a look at that verse again. I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in darkness, but will have the light that gives life. And of course, we saw the baby plants version of the Bible. It dies without that light. So spiritual life needs spiritual light. Okay, that is the answer to number two on your outline. So you can put it there. Let's go to the next slide. Okay, so this is a little more complicated, but... Uh, hang on with me, and uh, you'll get my point. So, so that's the person. By the way, that person doesn't know Jesus yet. Uh, he has uh, red dots. Oh, that's not miso. Uh, it's just uh, symbolic for uh, equivalent to oxen. So that person who doesn't know Jesus has red dot inside, and that is spiritual DNA. So even the person who doesn't know Jesus yet has that because God created every one of us like this. The Muslim, the Buddhist, 
soon to be Christian. They, we all have this. So if that person has a that person have a Holy Spirit, I'll put H on it, but not yet. But there's an interesting thing about that. So that is equivalent to oxen. So why is it that important? Even the person who doesn't have Jesus yet, why is that red dot so important? It is important because that gives that person capacity to accept Jesus. That person doesn't have Jesus yet, Holy Spirit, not yet. But because there is a DNA inside that person, if he opens up to the someone who is sharing the gospel, because of that red dot, that person can accept Jesus and then have a Holy Spirit inside. Isn't it amazing? So even those people that we know who doesn't go to church, who doesn't know Jesus, does have that inside everyone. So do not ignore them. Value them. Because they soon could be, I don't know how soon, Christian. Just because they don't go to church yet, just because they are Muslim or Islam, they all have this. That's why we have to love others, whoever that is. Because God put this in there. Isn't it precious? Even those people have that. I was once the Buddhist. Well, weak Buddhist. And uh, I used to go to Buddhist temple. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. That's because my mother used to go there. But one day, I accept Jesus because I have that red dot, like oxen. So, consider other people very precious too. So, number three, on your outline, you can put, follow the light. So the believer should always follow the light for spiritual survival, meaning eternal life, and also growth on earth. Okay, so this is the diagram. That I, I'm sorry that it's not professional, uh, the, but it might be enough to explain my point. Okay, so the person in the middle and person on the left side is both Christian. But you see the person in the middle is person who is taller than person on the left side. They both have a Holy Spirit inside. But why is someone, one person in the middle, taller than the other person? The difference is light. So the person in the middle is always looking at the light, focus at light. He's mindful of the Jesus. Person on the left is having a good time, all the time. So he has a, not just one head, but multiple heads. Uh, you can imagine what that could be, right? So I wanted to put more hat, but it might be too complicated. So I just put three hats. Okay, who is that person on the right side? He doesn't have an H in the middle yet. Okay, that is non-Christian. It could be Islam, or the, I mean, the Muslim, or Buddhist. Those people who doesn't know or even just uh, like an Asian who doesn't know Jesus yet. So that person also has a red hat. What is that? That's original sin. So if the Christian who accepted Jesus don't look at the light all the time, he's not much different than 
the person who has not accepted Jesus yet, as usual, I like to measure the height. So I put the height. So if you don't look at the light or follow the light, the difference at the end of the, your life will be that the cross. You will not have that. Because that person on the left is always busy, always having fun, doing something else other than what God wants. By the way, that person on the left could be going to church on Sunday because that's, at least they learn that much. So, number four. This is the last one on your outline. Believers should show the light to others by being the light. Of course, you have, to be the, you have to receive the light in order to give the light, but that's what God is commanding. And it, is, it comes from uh, one of the uh, scriptures we read today, that you are the light. And it comes from, uh, it's uh, one of the last verse, you are the light of the world. It's from the Matthew 5, 14. So we're supposed to be light, but if you have a lot of head, of course, you can't be the light. So, what does this mean by being the light? What does that mean? Uh, it's a pretty simple, it's not complicated. I try to make it very simple for everyone, including myself. Because if it's too complicated, I can't understand either. So, once I understand, I can tell you in a simple way. So, you are the light of the world. That's from Matthew 5.14. There's another verse, is in the same neighborhood. Matthew 5.16 said, you should be a light for other people. Live so that they will see the good things you do and will praise your Father in heaven. That's the recipe, how to be light. But let me explain. Okay, so, there's two persons on this screen. Of course, the one with H is the Christian. H means Holy Spirit. So this is normally what is supposed to happen if you are being the light. So true light comes from the above, Jesus. That it bounces up your head, assuming you don't have any hair and your head is very shiny. Uh, I still have some hair, but soon I could be losing all the hair. Then I could reflect the light 100%, but not yet. I don't think my wife will like that idea anyway. So, in theory, if you are light, the white light comes down from above, Jesus, and it reflects off you, and then go to the next person who doesn't know Jesus yet. And if this works, then that person will repent. That original sin head comes off and then becomes Christian and have a Holy Spirit inside. Okay, that is what's supposed to happen. Uh, it doesn't happen like this all the time. That's why we're talking about that. So, this could be what's happening. The person who has a Jesus, white light comes down, but unfortunately that person happened to have yellow head. I don't know what that is. It could be shopping, or golf, or I don't know. Anything other than looking at Jesus' head. Or it could be also small sin. So if that person has a head, then the only thing that's going to bounce off is yellow light. For some of you know, who know the physics, 
If you have yellow sunglasses, you only see yellow light. If you have red sunglasses, you only see red light. Same thing. I think Dr. Q might know more about this light thing. I just know a little bit. Anyway, so if you have a yellow head, yellow light goes to that person, nothing happens because only white light is supposed to make miracle happen. Some people have a sky blue, very fine looking color head, but nothing happens. Of course, this person with the, uh, with the sky blue head will claim, I'm Christian, I go to church, let me tell you about Jesus. But it doesn't really come out exactly the way it should be because he person has head. Some people could have red head. Even after accepting Jesus, because Christians do sin, so only thing that he's going to bounce off is red light. Doesn't work. Then so, question is, so how do Christians with red hat, or yellow hat, or blue hat, or pink hat, remove that hat? Some of you might know the answer already. Not complicated. Repent. Because we have a Holy Spirit inside, I'm talking about Christian, we have the capacity, given by the power of the Holy Spirit, to know and repent. Ask for forgiveness. And remove that hat so we'll be clean. Then we can start to bounce off white light. So, not that complicated, right? But I don't know why people don't do that. So, after you repent, cleanse yourself, that head disappears, red light becomes white again, and then the other person hears the gospel, take off his original sin head, and the Holy Spirit comes, he's Christian. So that's what he, God wants us to do. Uh, be the light to others. But before you become the light to others, well, you got to look at the light first. If you don't look at the light, how can you be the light to others? I think that is the last slide, and I was right. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. 